1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Yeah, that's that's how I test out the microphone, Sean. Uh, in studio guest here, Sean Massey. It's a big, big weekend if you're a maple syrup guy, and I know you are because who isn't? It's not like it's uh, you know molasses week <laughs> or something else that uh, isn't appealing to the palate. So anyway. Uh, that's uh, a part of our show today. Uh, In-studio guests, once again, to talk about this, that, and the other thing. And maybe we might even talk about furniture. Because remember, Sean Massey is the furniture guy. Right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do you keep saying that? Uh, well, because I see you in the commercials all the time. Yeah, right. I just want to say that your commercials in recent years, first of all, your family's getting bigger. And yeah. your son, obviously, I mean, I, 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 you know how you say... You see TV shows over the years, and you see kids go. And sometimes in Hollywood, they'll be three, three years old one season, and and then they're in high school the next. Yes, yeah. I almost feel the same way with your son, particularly. Your son's the <laughs> oldest. Yeah. Which no, you, I have a daughter who's even older. Older yet. than okay, because because your son's been next to you, you know, rolling his eyes because dad yes. is crazy. That seems to be the running theme for your commercials. <laughs> yes. So dad, oh, here goes dad again. But I just can't believe how your son has grown from like one when you. How old is your son now? Fourteen. Four. Okay, so that's the golden age. You go from like 12, 13, then bang, you're a young man. Well, when you have kids and they tell you it's going to go by fast, I'm the one who went, yeah, really, no. But I'm, I'm realizing that now. I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, my kids are getting older. Yeah. I'm excited, you know. Yeah. I really am. You know, we yeah, are a family course. business. Yeah. And, and I have the farm, and that's a family business. And right. I hope my kids enjoy it. And it sounds like my son's going to come in the business. You know, he's still young, but right. he shows an interest. We filmed another ad today, actually. And so, really? yeah. So, awesome. I'm really excited for that. So, which of the business? Okay, so we're here to talk about, we could talk about everything, of course, but Massey Ranch. How long have you yes. had the Massey Ranch? 2009. Is, so, this, 14 is this, years. Is this where City Slickers go to, uh, to Massey Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. Easy Riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I've had Massey Ranch. I uh, love the outdoors. Right. Um, right. So, I. Built a home. I bought a couple hundred acres. Um, I didn't pay three million for it. But I did buy it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! A little level of sarcasm here from a well-known businessman, Sean Massey. Um, but I, had, I bought the farmland. I built a home. Yeah. Uh, started tapping trees. Yeah. Uh, my father tapped trees also. I don't know. That's probably where I got it from. Being right. a maple sugar. 
My father tapped trees. Uh, I grew up where Red Lobster is. Yeah, I know exactly where you grew and up. And so yeah. behind there where 202 is, and there's a housing development back there, mm-hmm. they were going to develop on both sides of the road, and they mm-hmm. only developed on the one side. Mm-hmm. Well, on the other side where they knocked down all those trees, that was my father's sugar bush. Isn't that something? So my father tapped a couple hundred trees, nothing too crazy. Um, that sounds like a lot. Well, so I started out, I bought the land, I had 40 acres of woods on the land, and so I tapped 50 mm-hmm. trees, and then 100, and then 300, and then 500, and then 1,000, and so I just take things too far. So that's where Massey Ranch came from. So we tap about 1,500 trees out there. Um, I bale hay. I put up about 5,000 bales of hay a year out there. Wow. Um, I grow pumpkins. Um, it's my hobby. Isn't that I mean, something? Do you I sell, enjoy it. Do you sell right out of your furniture showroom? I sell the maple syrup out of the showroom yeah. or at the shanty. We have a lot of people come to the shanty or come to my house. I have an honor uh, trailer at the house where people just buy their syrup. Is that where you live up there, too? Yeah, it's my okay. home. That's yeah, my that's home. your home. So, yeah. so did you per- did you realize you had all those maple trees on the property? You bought it for that re- You had to have bought it for that reason, no? I bought it because I love land. Okay. And so I had the trees came with it. And I have fields. I have hay fields and woods and you know, ponds. And it's, it's beautiful. It, if, I, if anybody's ever experienced it, and hopefully this weekend, which yeah. we'll talk about. Uh, sure. It's one of most beautiful areas. It backs up to the Perch Lake Wildlife Refuge. Yes. It's just a beautiful, unique piece of property that is relaxing. And we see Perch Lake off Route 81. It's it's one of those things yes. where you could see it through the trees. Yes. It's like a mysterious place. How do you get there? There's a road. <laughs> I don't know how to get there. There's no exit, whatever. It seems like a twilight zone. Tell me, uh, Perch Lake, it's a shallow lake. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of like cattails and yeah. you, know, you know things like that. So I'm up on the high end of it, so right. I'm a little higher than that, but you can, you know, I back up to all that state land, so I have no neighbors, and you know. Isn't that something? So, so, but did you realize how many maple trees were on your property when you purchased yeah. it? Okay, oh, yeah. so yes. so that was part of the plan, yeah. I guess. But it takes a while, you gotta get into it, because yeah. it's a lot of work. So, I guess making so. maple syrup, anybody out there who's ever made maple syrup, you realize you know, I got up, I was doing buckets in the beginning, so you hang a bucket from a tree. Right. right. And I got up to a thousand, so I had a thousand buckets hanging in the woods. Hmm. And it would take probably three of us a good three or four hours a night, and they can run every day mm-hmm. to empty all those buckets. Wow! So it got that gets too much work. So then we went to tubing. So now I have tubing in the woods, so I actually mm-hmm. suck it out of the trees. Right, and it sends it like a conveyor belt back to a source or, right. or back <laughs> to a big tank. Yeah, sure. I have a fifteen hundred gallon tank in the woods. Isn't that something? And so then I hook the, I pump it from the tank to a big trailer I have behind a tractor, and I take it to the sugar shanty. Right. You ever heard of a sugar shanty? I heard of a sugar shack. No, no, I just know someone who had a sugar shack. That, but I guess same it's the thing, same thing. Same yeah. thing. So top right. opens up, let steam out. So you have a cupola on top, Isn't let that steam something? out. Yeah. And so this weekend, you come out. I'll be making maple syrup live, so you can see it. Wow. Um, no cost to get in. Right. I have wagon rides for free. You you can come out there with the family and not spend a nickel. Isn't that something? I have a bonfire and just enjoy it. And right. I like to learn. I like to teach people mm-hmm. about maple syrup because a lot of people have misconceptions. Like it comes out of the tree really thick like a pine sap. Right, right. It's like water. It's like I water. I gather water. Right, right. It's 98% water out of the tree, 2% sugar on average. Which is why you need 40 gallons of this just to make right. w- one bottle. Right. So like today, I just, went, I just came out of the woods. I went home checked the sap, see how it's flowing, then came here. Yeah. I have, in the woods right now, I have about 1,300 gallons of sap. Isn't that something? And that that's what I'll boil down this weekend. I normally would boil it down tomorrow. Right. But I want to make sure I have sap, you know, and it should run again tomorrow, too. So what what do you put it on? What, what What's the name? It's, I'm assuming it's Massey Ranch uh, maple it's, syrup in the it's bottle. It's Massey Ranch. We, our jugs just say Massey Ranch on it. Right. Um, and we do, you know, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. We do maple cream, mm. which is like, I take maple syrup and I heat it up hotter than maple syrup. So it uh, turns into, like, the consistency of uh, peanut butter. Mm. Because a machine does it. And then you put it on, like, an English muffin. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. Maple really? Cream is. Maple candy. We do granulated maple sugar. Mm. We'll be doing it all live this weekend. 
Nice. Do you have like a webcam on you on the whole operation? I just started that. Yeah, I was going to say because it's something similar to this. Yeah, right. The same thing. Right. Exactly. People and I did that. I go live on TikTok this week for the first time, and I was boiling out there, and I'm like, I'm going to see. And the TikTok expands the whole United States. Uh, Of course. Yeah. It's amazing how many. But not China. China does. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not China. Wasn't watching. It's amazing how many people were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm making maple syrup." They just didn't even understand it. You know, if you're down in Texas or Arizona, they they think maple syrup just comes out of the tree and you bottle it. Right. 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 very interesting, yeah. And people around here find it interesting. A lot of people who grew up around here hear about maple syrup, making mm-hmm. maple syrup. But they don't know how we do it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's fun for Maple Weekend to show you guys mm-hmm. how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and have live demonstrations and wagon. Another thing that's cool mm-hmm. is you know Jeans Beans, right? Yeah, of course. They make a special edition donut mm-hmm. with my maple syrup for this weekend only. So if you ever want a special cool donut, that you can only get these two weekends. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's, it's going to be a good time, and, and and you have it at other places, or you know, I mean, I mean, it, I, I'm fascinated with this yes. because at the end of the day, at the end of it, because this t- is the season, you've been doing this uh, for many years. But in as far as this season is concerned, you already started this back in February, tapping yes. tapping trees. So I I boiled the first boil I had this year was on Valentine's Day. My wife and I spent Valentine's Day in the sugar shanty, yeah, sure, boiling. Romantic. So she didn't really love that too much, but mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. But I tapped my trees the week before that, so I I've been. We've been, I tapped my trees the first week of February. Hmm. I was in the woods in January because you got to check your lines, and there's trees that knock some of these lines right, down. So there's right. a lot of work to do in the woods in January. Hmm. So this season, you know, it does it does drag out, you know. It, our season lasts from the first warm day to the day the trees bud. And what's that? That's what, it. So what, Six weeks on average. That's it. Varies, it. Um, you that's know, your window. That's my window to make syrup. After that, we're done for the year. So in other words, if you didn't do anything with it, just say that you, you broke your leg, you couldn't do it this year. If you didn't do it in those six weeks, you literally got to wait till next year. Yep. To ta- okay, so that's, that's that's probably one of the reasons why maple syrup can be expensive. You know, right. It's definitely a, a premium product. Yeah. So why is it know, expensive though? It seems like it's coming right out of literally coming out of the free. woods. Free, right? Oh, right, right, right. Just but then you got to add stuff no, to it. Well, the problem with maple syrup is the equipment. You know, the okay. Equipment's one of the, the equipment to make maple syrup is not a mass produced. Most everything's custom. Mm-hmm. The evaporator that we boil it on. Right. The candy machines are all one-off units. So, you know, it's the equipment in the time, you know, it just takes a lot of time. So if I broke down how much I've invested, right. <laughs> it'd be a $1,000 a gallon. But, but wow. you know, it's yeah. not, obviously. But Yeah, but do you, I mean, I mean, again, this, you're doing this for the labor of love as far as, you know. The, you know if you, you, you don't love maple syrup, you won't make maple syrup. It's because you can, can you not, is, it, can you make money you, off this? You can. Okay. But you have to get to a different scale. Right. And you can make a lot of money off mm-hmm. it. But, you know, when I have 1,500 taps, people say, well, that's a lot of trees. Right. And the big scheme of things, it's not a lot of trees. I have some buddies up in Lewis County. Right. You know, they're tapping 25,000. Wow. They have evaporators the size of locomotives, you know, mm-hmm. and they're making some money because of scale. It's all based sure. on scale. But my size, I'm more craft. Mm-hmm. My evaporator is wood-fired, so I have to put wood in it every 10 minutes while right. I'm boiling. Sure. And so my syrup tastes a little smoky. It's, you know, I feel like I make a craft syrup, not mass-produced, and there's nothing wrong with anybody's syrup. It's all great syrup. Sure. I'm small enough to make me do it old school, you mm-hmm. know, the traditional way. So, Aunt Jemima, I mean, for the lack of it, I know that's, that's a, we can't talk about that. It's, it's just not culturally correct. But would they look at you and say, hey, we want to buy your syrup. We want to make, you know, we want to add that to our line. No. No, it wouldn't I happen. Don't, I, I don't think so. And there's no maple syrup in Aunt Jemima. It's not, it's not it, partial. That's just syrup. Gotcha. It's all chemicals. So, oh, are you serious? So, Absolutely. there's nothing natural about it? No, I mean, anyone think it's cane syrup. It's high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. You know, artificial flavors. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. There's not, nothing. It's not the real that deal. Came out of a tree. Isn't that something? I did not know that. And I, and we got a better one. Yeah, sure. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Pour it on there. It looks like maple syrup. Doesn't yeah, it? Right. read it. What is it's it? It's called blended syrup. It's half maple syrup and mm-hmm. half cane sugar. And because it's so expensive, they want to stretch it out. So gotcha. They buy real maple syrup. They dilute it with sugar. Wow. 
That's like yeah. they do at the ballparks. They put water. I mean, they, I can't blame them. It'd be hard to have room maple syrup, but just but they should be more upfront and not kind of play it off like it's real maple syrup. Right, but and it's there's not. a taste difference. And, and we're assuming that they would they, they would have to go through the process that, like, that you guys do, and they it probably couldn't make it profitable. So they just kind of you know they make it on their own. You know, yeah, and, they just buy some probably bulk, and they just you know water it out a little bit with cane sugar just to make it. You know, you take five gallons, makes ten gallons if they right. delete it fifty percent. You know, mm. with cane sugar. So walk us through this. So this okay. is, this the next two weekends starting this yes. Friday or Saturday? Saturday and Sunday. What this time? Weekend Saturday Sunday. 10 to 4. 10 to 4. Okay. Both um, days. Both days. We'll be running demonstrations all day long. I'll be giving presentations all day long. About every half an hour, I give a presentation. I'll teach you guys when I tap, how I tap, how I bring it to the shanty, mm-hmm. how I boil it, how we make I'll do it over and over again all day. So it doesn't matter what time you come, you're going to catch me giving the spiel. Mm-hmm. And then you can see us making candy all day and cream all day and wagon rides and we have a big bonfire and people hang out and just wow it's really really what, you cool. sing around the bonfire oh yeah, we some, yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and the weather's going to be really nice uh, uh, this Kinda. weekend at least. i just yeah. got a little bad news i see there's a weather warning now for saturday night to sunday windy yeah, but we've been getting listen, a lot of that yeah. come on out just put on a parka you know. but when people go to see your demonstration they're indoors my shanty yeah, this yeah. weekend, right. no matter what temperature it is outside, right. this uninsulated building with a hole in the top. The real okay, gotcha. Will be ninety degrees. You so, walk in, you have sunglasses, you have a glass on, they'll go steam immediately. Yeah, because it's just the process of making maple syrup that makes the building hot. Isn't that something? And most of the time, people sit in there for about fifteen minutes. And they're gonna be like, I gotta take my coat off. Just it's so humid and hot. Right. From, Steaming, you know, yeah, you're yeah, evaporating. Yeah. You know? Good, good place to lose weight, no? You yeah, right. a, like you, a, like you make some maple syrup and lose weight at the same time, <laughs> like Ozempic. You can fix your heart and lose weight at the same yeah. time. Well, that's fascinating. Okay, so no charge to get in. Nope. Uh, and uh, why do you do this? Some days, you, you, I, some days I wonder yeah, to myself yeah. too. I mean, hey, we sell some syrup there. You know, when we have products, we sell, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And I love to sell my product. I love to share, but I do love to share and teach the public how we do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know. You'll see. I mean, I do. I, I people have hobbies. I have I have a job that pays the bills, and I have a hobby. Sure. My hobby's a farm. Yeah, I, I can sell some syrup. Maybe a help working things farm. work, mm-hmm. but you know it's not profitable. It's because you got to love. It. Like I said, maple syrup, you got to love it. Yeah. Um, and so, getting back to the family business, <laughs> I knew your father. Yes, uh, and, and I know that you 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 were originally were uh, were um, not not Jean, I'm sorry the. Um, uh, and Stan, like you mentioned earlier, right where um, Red Lobster is. Red Lobster is where I grew up. Right there. So I remember that old house. I was there yeah. years ago because yeah. I knew, and that was a beautiful, beautiful home. Was that a national landmark, your, your house? It was or? not declared a national landmark, but it was built in 1811. 1811? Um, yes. That's a, Hart I lived there for a while. That's unbelievable. Yep. So and my, we didn't want to, you know, people got mad at my father for selling it. Mm-hmm. But you're at the point where you either sell it, yeah. or they build them all next to you, or they build things next to you, and then you end up getting boxed out. Right. And then you don't have a big enough property to make it worth any money. You know, no, he didn't want to sell it. He was proud of that. That was that was a beautiful home. Yeah. Is, is that he what, worked really hard for that. Is house. that where your father grew up at that point? Was no, that where the no. Massey family started? No. The Massey family started where Ponderosa was. Do you wow, remember okay. where Ponderosa yeah, was? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was Not too far from where we are here. grandpa's... You know, Homestead, that's where the furniture barn started. My gotcha. father, he sold used furniture behind the house on Arsenal Street. Isn't that something? And then years later, Benny's Steakhouse closed up, and you bought the the, the yeah. cow. Yes. That was about almost 20 years ago already now. Yeah, I know. It goes by. It, so my father and I go to lunch every day at Benny's. Um, yeah. That was something that uh, we did. Um, I treasure those memories of my father. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I saw it go up for sale, I said, it's got to stay on National Street. I want it. Right. So that's why I did it. Kooky as it is, on top of my store, I have a bowl. Yeah. But it means a lot to me. Yeah. And it's not going to stay on National Street as long as I have something to say about it. Well, first of all, it's it's made out of concrete. Yeah, I had to have a crane put it up there. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, so, and there was a bidding process, or you knew the yeah, two-fold yeah, family? Yeah, yeah, I had to bid. No, no, I paid a lot for that. Did <laughs> Well, it was part, it was a, it's become a family But heirloom. the problem is, yes. Yeah. so not a lot of people, that's not a big market, right, for right. a concrete bowl? Right, right, right. So everybody else bails a bidding, you know, got to 1000 2000 whatever it was. I have one person left that's yeah. bidding against me. Uh, and, and Billy Kapar. What? <laughs> of all people, I'm like, come on, you're killing Billy, me. Billy, you sell cars. <laughs> come on, I mean, we are the original furniture barn. <laughs> but he has a he had, was into horses and he was right, of course. There. And it, we have a good chuckles over it now. Him and I get along great. But right, I was yeah, like, sure. of all people, of, uh, right. you know, I got a bit against it's him. <laughs> that's fine. Well, that's 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 awesome. And yep. and it's and it's there right now. Now, when you put that up there, you probably had to you know put a, a very strong platform to yes, hold it up absolutely. there. Absolutely. So there was a yeah. lot of engineering involved with all that. Well, I'm always fascinated with the origins of things, particularly like. Like where you're, you know, the Massey Farm, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Hunter family owned the other side of the property on the Coffeean Street side. And I, only I believe know, you're right. Yeah, Pusha's or is that, uh, maybe Pusha's. Well, I Pusha's on the corner. I believe. Yeah. are over there too. Exactly. And the Hunter family to be, and the only reason why I know that the first house I ever rented on Kai's Avenue, the Hunter family owned it, and, and this is back in 1988. And uh, they, they t- told me he had since died. I think his name is Bruce Hunter. Oh, geez, huh. I'm hope I'm right on that. And he was a great guy. And he said, Yeah, uh, you know. We, we sold a lot of property off to the uh, to the mall or to, to well, the back end of it. It was Walton's Farm that sold where the mall is. Oh wow! That was Walton's. There was a, Walton's ice cream stand and a barn was up right on it, right across from Ramada Inn. Yeah, and they sold most of the land to the mall. My father sold like ten acres or twelve acres to the mall. But it wasn't but, until the Sam's Club Walmart came in, and t- that's that's yeah. when the, the, your homestead was was. Well, c- some investors came from New York, believe it or not, and yeah. bought my father's homestead, the, the, the whole 200 acres. Wow. Probably right after the malls put in yeah. a, as a hedge, that like they saw something happen. Yeah, but sure. But it took them 10 years before they're the ones who sold it to Walmart Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Well, they really cashed out. Sure, sure. You know, that, that they're the ones, but they had to hold, you know, they bought it for my father and sat on it for 10 years before the development really kicked in, but they saw it coming. Yeah. Well, These investors out of New York see stuff like that, and they're like, oh, let's buy that, and 10 right. years from now, somebody will want to be there. Didn't uh, Pete Esposito live over there, too? Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I just remember all this, because I was always fascinated how that part of Watertown just kept, well, town of Watertown, just kept on getting bigger and bigger, and now we're looking at uh, an $84 million investment in, in that. Uh, the, Unbelievably uh, good for this community. It really uh, is. I'm uh, vested in this community. I've grown up in this community. I'm My son... Hopefully, we'll be in the business. My daughter graduating college. Wow. Um, wow. And she's going to be in the mortuary mortuary business. Really? So, you know, keep really? your eyes out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why, what made her go into that uh, industry, that business? Uh, it's kind of strange. Um, yeah. We're not sure. She loves, she takes this pride in taking care of elderly people when she was younger. Right. And it turned into, she wanted to look at it. And we hmm. had her go to a few funeral homes. And they took her under their wings to kind of experience it. Right. She loves it. Isn't that something? So she'll wow. be the next one in the city doing that. She's working around the city, a few funeral homes right now as right. part of her uh, internship. Clarko and, so, and all those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah she's sure. been there. And uh, um, Jill Bruce. Bruce Jill, has been yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, so there's been a lot of people really How many good children? There. I have two. Yeah, okay. Two children. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So uh, Ashley Furniture, uh, showroom, uh, everything else, you know, how's business? It's got to be. So business, you know, I, I wish my father's alive to see where I'm at now yeah, compared right. to where I was. You yeah. Know, I, I, my father taught me really well. Yeah. And for some reason, it just clicks with me. And so, yeah, business has been great. Hmm. Now, again, COVID, I was lucky. 
Mm-hmm. People are putting money in their homes. Mm-hmm. They put pools in, patios, hot tubs, furniture, sure. kitchens, right. because they, st- they thought they were stuck at home. Right. So they wanted their homes. Right. So I was on the side of the fence where I was never been so busy. And I'm fortunate. I feel bad for restaurants and bars and some people that were on the other side of the fence. Sure. So that's over with now. So we're back to normal mm-hmm. you know, cycles. But my comparable year I can compare it to is 2019 pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm killing those. So I mean, we're, wow. grow- we're growing. Good we're, for you. We're growing. Leaps and bounds. And Lots it, it, of things in the works, too. You'll see some things happening next year, too. Awesome. Uh, and you, you were talking about hedging a bet with the investors and developers, rather, with your family property and whatnot. Uh, you stepped it up during COVID by making investment in more inventory during that time. You saw the writing Absolutely. on the wall. It was a, it, well, I mean, it was a risk, calculated risk. Right. It paid off huge dividends. Right. Um, but at this time, you know, you're wondering, why am I going to spend, you know, half a million dollars on furniture? And maybe the customers won't be there. Exactly. And then you, with furniture, you got to pay in 30 days. And, you know, the invoices, you don't floor plan like cars. It's a little different. Interesting. So, but it did pay off. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a... Fantastic. So there's big news coming up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I got some things in the ah, works. Yeah, yeah. Some, like, some exciting news coming well, up. So. I, I wanted to include, obviously, the family business. But uh, in addition to the family business, now, is your son and or daughter interested in the maple syrup one day? No, uh, they, are they tapping saying, trees? No, they see how much work I do. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't want any <laughs> part like, of that. The furniture level sounds good. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so they don't yet. But I, I hope they want to continue Massey Ranch into the future. Well, you probably didn't want to get into maple syrup when you were that age either. No, I did not. And I didn't help my father boil. I remembered it. Right. I was 9 or 10, so I was really young. But I remember my father doing it. Mm-hmm. I didn't help him. Right, right, right. But, you know, I remember the smells of a sugar shanty. See, that's the big thing about people coming out this weekend. Right. When you walk into a sugar shanty, it's the smell. Mm-hmm. You smell like maple syrup sweetness and yeah. a little smoky and you'll never forget the smell of a sugar shanty if you've never been in one is this similar to like you know when we go to the burville cider mill because we see that process there too right? kind of yeah. a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. and there's a little bit more going on with the steam and the fire and people putting wood in it and there's a little bit more but similar uh, you know similar process right right but idea. a lot of investment but at the end of the day there's nothing artificial you're not you don't have to buy out and buy you know a whole barrel full of sugar to add to this is all natural product and that's what people don't get so my when i give a presentation i tell the people they're like okay so i boil the sap it's mm-hmm. almost ready now what do i have to do what do i have to do now to make maple syrup oh no they all say when sugar you add sugar oh they all the people think that okay gotcha yeah they'll right. say it that's right. what say. add sugar when do you add sugar i don't add anything no you have to add something mm-hmm. i said no we take the sap and mm-hmm. we boil it down until it's 219 degrees and it's maple syrup isn't that something now i gotta ask the, the crazy question because we're in new york state does new york state have any restrictions to this you know do they have to approve does it have to go through the fda and all that stuff so when you're making a product at the shanty it's 100 percent maple syrup right. which we're counting maple syrup maple cream maple candy granulated right. maple sugar mm-hmm. there's the, the sugar content so high that you're allowed. If it's 100% maple syrup, you can make any product you want right in your shanty. Isn't that something? Now, if you we carry other products made with New York State maple syrup, barbecue sauces, hot sauces, uh, you know, there's uh, barbecue rub. Those got to be made in certified kitchens. You know, there is some rules when you get into mixture of items. Sure. But 100% maple syrup, it's a free-for-all, you know. And it's good for you. Yes. Well, so sweeteners, you know, you got to watch how much sugar you have. Right. But if you need a sweetener. Right. You want a natural sweetener. Mm-hmm. So your best products are honey right. or maple syrup. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're going to sweeten something up, use a pure product like that. That's right. the healthiest sweetener you can have. My mother was a big, big honey uh, uh, lover. And honey and lemon, uh, she, she swore by it. And she lived to uh, 94 at least. <laughs> so God bless her for that. It must mean something. Yeah, it must mean something. That's for sure. Okay, so uh, how can people find it? Website, okay. anything? Maple. So Massey Ranch, uh, you Google Massey Ranch, it'll pop up. Hit right. directions, it'll take you. I li- we're five miles out Bradley Street going towards Clayton. Past the, I hate to refer to it, but people know where the transfer site. Exactly. 
Oh, tra- thank you. Yeah, we don't want to call it <laughs> One the, mile the dump. past the transfer yeah. site on the right-hand side called Combs Road. Okay. There'll be signs right out there on 12 to go down. It's a dead-end road. You can't miss us when you turn on to Combs Road. Cool. Um, you can go to Massey Ranch Facebook page. We have a, My wife takes a great job of keeping th- real active Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. and, you, and if you're not around here and you want to find a house that's close to you, yeah. you can go to mapleweekend.com. There's sugar houses all over the tri-state area, hmm. uh, or tri-state, tri-county area, mm-hmm. um, and find one close to you. You know, There's bigger ones doing things differently than I do. Right. There's smaller ones than me. It's just fun to see. You might want to go to a couple of them. It's kind of like uh, the wineries that we've had up here. There's big, small, there's, there's Thousand Islands. Yep. you uh, you got uh, Tug, Hill, Tug, uh, Tug And they're Hill. all good. Yeah, they're, they're all, all good. Yeah, they're it's all... just the different ways to do it. We're all proud of our product. We all get along. We have a big association. You it's, should it's have a... an association. I was going to say you have an association built with all this. I'm on the this. board for the Tri-County Maple <laughs> Producers Association. So, so he's the furniture guy, and he's on the board of this, that, <laughs> the other thing. Uh, he's out there in the woods on, on Valentine's Day. And do you ever take any time for yourself there, Sean Massey? I try to. Yeah, I mean, right. I do try to get away a little bit. But, hey, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The day I don't enjoy it is the day that, you know, right. that I won't do it. But right now I do. Something tells me. And that's... if you come out and see me, you'll see it. I mean, I have a big smile on my face. I mean, it's, Do you go I golfing enjoy. at all? Do you do anything else? The leisure? I used bowl? to golf. I don't golf. I used to golf a lot. Yeah. I used to bowl a lot. I bowled did, for did, 20 did, years. You want to go golf? You want to do a tournament up at the park this time? Oh, <laughs> good one. Good I will, one. Sean Massey, thank you yes. very much. Thank, thank you for having me. Glad no, no, thank it. you. Uh, this weekend, uh, just phone number, something, just so people can find yeah, out. 315-783-5939 is the number you can call and get directions or any questions or anything awesome. like that. All right, let's do a break. Are uh, you listening to the Live at 5 show? It's 28 minutes before the hour. We'll be back. Hale's Garage, the new name in CoFamilyHealth.org. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, uh, Sean Massey, for uh, Maple Weekend. Uh, this weekend and next weekend. That's Route 12 past the uh, compound. Let's call it that. Uh, before you get to Depoville. And uh, a fun time had by all. And you learn something, too. And it's free. But um, something tells me if you're going to go that far, uh, look, see and learn the entire process, you're more than likely going to buy some stuff. And why not? It's fresh and it's uh, it's genuine stuff. It's it's from nature's It's nature's candy, just like uh, raisins were. Remember that one? All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Dallas. Hi, you there? Uh-oh. Hey, Glenn, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's happening? I heard that there's going to be some big fireworks at the city council meeting this Monday. Uh, you mean next Monday? Oh, this Monday? Is it? Isn't it the 20th? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely, yeah, you're, uh, why do you, well, that seems to be the common case, I mean, yes, uh, if you're referring to Cliff Only and, and what he, resp- how he responded today on Facebook, or, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Monday night's going to be very contentious, to say the least. Well, I think in a way that maybe people aren't aware of yet. Oh, why is that? Oops, sorry. What well, you- I mean, I heard somebody from the Lone Star State is going to come up and, like, you know, kind of tear them a new bleep bleep, you know, specifically our DA and our police chief, hmm. who either they're incompetent, stupid, or they just don't care hmm. about their job protecting the people and they don't know the law. So wait a minute, this is unrelated to the golf course. You're talking about it. Just someone from Texas is going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, approach or uh, criticize our, our district attorney, uh, and uh, Miss Mills. Well, yeah, I mean, she deserves it. She obviously doesn't know the law. Where'd she get her degree? Like, uh, I mean, you got you got county. So, so you got to tell me the context of all this, please. Cure oh, my okay. like the context is property destruction. Okay, and that's what they talked about during the uh, the meet the the work session. Right. Last week. Right, they I did had, see that. You know, so in the context of the work session they had last week where the police chief Donahue and our DA Christina Mills were there and they're like, oh, there's really nothing 
you know, we can do about it, you know, with their hands up, kind of smug look on their face. Well, I mean, I got, you know, I think it took me about 15 minutes to find the law. It's Chapter 50, Article 7 in New York State Real Property Law. Hmm. So these, you know, these are the people that are supposed to be, you know, in charge, chief uh, law officer of the county, our DA Mills, and our Watertown Police Chief, Chief Donahue. You tell me they've never, they don't know the real property law in New York State, and that anytime somebody gets, you know, 20, 30 grand worth of damage, they could, they just put their hands up in the air and be like, oh, there's nothing we can do. They're just going to, you know, it's a civil matter, or... Mm-hmm. No, they're just going to get released anyway. Well, they might just get released, mm-hmm. but it's not a civil matter according to their own law that they're supposed to be experts of. Yeah, Chapter and, 50, mm-hmm. Article 7, New York State. So I did see some of that, and because uh, and I do watch the Steve Weed Network when he does those uh, live. And uh, at one point, it did seem like you know, Donnie, uh, and also I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from the, uh, from the Sheriff's Department, Mr. Perry was there as well. And they basically describe it like this is Albany's way. I mean, we can't get around Albany legislation and the new rules out there. That's how I got it. So, But you're saying that there is a rule on the docket, so to speak, that says this, that, and the other thing. And for some reason or other, in your opinion, they're not applying that. Why, why, why do you think that is? I think they just, they just uh, it's not a priority to them. Hmm. Well, it might not be a priority to Albany, but that is the law. New York State, Chapter 50. Article 7, real property. It's like sections 200 through like 236. Right. Let me, so, let, let me use an example. Dire- directives, just real quick, directives yeah. from Albany isn't, it's not the law. And people are really being hurt here to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and it's I, their job to protect us. And I know you, you have, have talked about this before. So when you refer to the person coming from Texas, is, is that you that's coming up here? No, I'm, I'm already here. Oh, you're already. So who's coming up from Texas? Well, I guess that's why you got to tune in on Monday. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Come on now. I mean, is, is, it, is, it, is it your wife? Or I don't know if you're married, by the way. I'm sorry, but I know we've I talked. I think you'll before. figure it out. It's like a reason to tune in because people. Uh, <laughs> well, and then uh, maybe you'll be the first to get an interview afterward. So here's the. Give but me again, an, like a. Yeah. You know, just real quick. The, yeah. Just the smug look they had on their face. Like, oh, there's like nothing we can do. You know, Christina Mills and our police chief. Like, I know people that have. Uh, you know, lost their driver's license for not having a seatbelt on a couple times or mm-hmm. somebody that had a, like a 20 year old speeding ticket. They didn't get taken care of, got arrested. And, uh, just recently somebody in the chapstick aisle of Walmart stole some chapstick and got SWAT team arrested at Walmart recently mm-hmm. in the blotter. So mm-hmm. they can't arrest people. And it, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, why the hell can't they arrest people for 20, 30 plus gram worth of damage? You know, they have all the evidence. Yeah, they Why ha- can't they do that? Well, is it, is it the process? Is it because, you know, you, 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 you can't draw blood from a stone? Bad example, but by that I mean when you have poor people uh, who can't afford rent, who are about to be evicted, they destroy their place just out of spite, and then you put them in jail, and you're not going to get any money back from the landlord's SLL, for the lack of a better way of putting it. Is that the same approach when it comes to our penal system? Or, you know, like, uh, you're not going to get anything out of these losers anyway, so you might as well just walk away from it? Is, is that, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I spelling that out correctly, or am I completely off? No, that, I think what you said is, is kind of accurate. In most cases, a property owner wouldn't be able to collect from these people for a very long time, if, if ever. There's still more to a process, but that it doesn't preclude, you know, the chief law enforcement officers in our land, Jefferson County and Watertown, from arresting 
these people and putting them through that criminal process. Do you think it's also because if they started to do it with, say, one example of someone, and you, you've talked about this before, about the destruction of property rentals, particularly around here, that if they open up the floodgate, that uh, the system wouldn't be able to take them all on, so they you know, walk away from them in general by saying, well, Albany tied to our hands, we can't do anything about it anyway. We're going to take care of people that steal chapstick from a local Walmart. Is that, is, is that accurate in, in, as far as you're concerned? Well, yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think that they're either stupid or ignorant of the law. Well, I don't know if they're stupid. Christina is definitely not stupid, that's for sure. We know that. You know that. Well, I'm, let me, I'm posing a question, like, well, how come she says she can't do it? And then at the same time, she, this person supposedly is going to get arrested. Mm, that I don't, I can't, that yeah. I gave them. Like this, yeah. you know, the detective was polite, but every, pretty scra- every scrap of evidence that the Watertown police received about this incident came out of Florida and Texas, not Watertown. I, that that so I, that can, I don't can understand. These detectives, can yeah. detectives detect anything. Exp- if I can do it from Florida and somebody else can do it from Texas, right? How come they can't do it from Watertown? I see. I, I don't. And, I, and the guy was polite. So okay. So are you saying that when 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 similar crimes take place in other states, that they're prosecuted for it, but not here? That part I don't quite understand. I don't oh, understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Why do you say Florida and Texas? Are you just using them as examples? No, I'm using it as, as examples where. People live that are going to be there on Monday night to oh, okay. you know, address oh, you know, our district attorney and our, our police chief who claim that, oh, there's like nothing we can do, a hmm. bail reform, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Well, you know, there, there is kind of a reason for bail reform, and I, I sort of agree with it. Sure. And a lot of, but it's gotten way out of hand, as hmm. you might agree, where people who have been busted for the same thing over and over and over right. get, might get arrested, then they get turned and burned, but now the police... It seems like they're directed by the DA. They're just saying, well, don't even bother arresting them. Hmm. Well, you know, how many times during that meeting did they say, oh, we're just, you always know, want to get them to show up? Yeah. No, I, yeah. Well, so, so see, there are a few aspects of it. I mean, would if some poor person that doesn't, you know, have much income and then wrecks a place, right. uh, would I expect them? Do I think I would get 20, 30 grand out of them? No. no I, I don't. But do I think I, it's that I could over 10, 15 years? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But that's, in a sense, beside the point that um, these people have been hired mm-hmm. to know the law and protect our property need to do their job and enforce the law. And again, that law is New York State 145 is a criminal mischief law. And there's also uh, New York State Chapter 50, Article 7, which is about real property, and it refers to the criminal mischief law on how to punish people that, how to file charges against people that do commit Mm-hmm. Real property damage with intent. So it's just, I gotta go. I gotta do another break. But let me let me ask you. Give me an example. Just re, just give me a recent example of someone that had in excess of say twenty thirty thousand dollars of damage. How they did it and whether or not those people are still walking the streets right now. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. So there was a, another landlord I talked to maybe two weeks ago, and I don't know where where the property is, but he said these people uh, were in the process of eviction before they. Uh, moved out, they got power tools, you know, the same as the one I was talking about earlier. Right. They got power tools, cut, like, huge holes in the walls, cut the utilities out of sections of the wall, and then started, like, taking a sawzall and hacking through the main beam of the house. Now, how is that not arrestable? Yeah. And if our DA and police chief uh, don't know the law or can't cite it, and I can find it in, like, 20 minutes, mm. then I would have to ask the question, are they just stupid or they no. incompetent or no. they just don't care? 
Stupid's a strong it's word. And I, I'm assu- yeah, yeah, it's a strong word. I, I would avoid that only because, and again, the only reason why I say this, and I don't know if you're married, sir, but I know that your, your significant other had some very you know, strong words when she made her presentation. As an advisor looking in at all this, you're not going to get your way with, with such terminology. That's all I can say. You're not. Whether you're in Watertown, in Binghamton, or Texas, or Florida, you, you know, you got to be nice. That's all I can say. And I know you're upset. And I understand, I feel your pain because when you get hit in the pocket or you have associates, landlords that are not getting the care that they deserve, COVID threw a, a, a monkey wrench into the whole thing. A lot of people lost tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, we had an eviction right down, uh, stones throw away right from this building uh, about a couple weeks ago. And I tell you what, it was a mess. The amount of stuff that was in that double wide, I could not believe what was in there. And I can only imagine what that place looked like. It's obvious it was an eviction. So I feel your pain. All right. So Monday oh, night is the horrible. yeah Monday night is the night. So not not only should we pay attention to what of course Cliff only uh, Councilman Cliff only talks about uh, in reference to either a pool situation or the golf course, but we have this to look forward to as well with members from outstate in Texas and Florida with a completely different issue, but a very important one indeed, sir. So uh, we're all well, eyes thanks, on council. Yeah, we brought it to your attention before and. There'll be some Watertown locals speaking there tonight. And as you might have heard, uh, the, the executive from Neighbors of Watertown stood up and he said the same thing. Yeah, Reggie. Again, yeah. my property's getting wrecked and like we don't even bother calling the police because they're not going to, they haven't done anything and they need to. That's a shame. So, That's not good. I'll, I'll take some of your advice on the wording there. Which yeah, you really, yeah. Competent or just don't care? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it, yes, it's just, it, it's just stupid's a fighting word. That's all I can say. It's a very strong word. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'll think about that. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Yes, you too. All right. I got I got I got Well, let's do the commercial. There's so much the commercial. Listen to me. Let's do a call before the break. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Just to reiterate what your last caller said, he's absolutely right. Been through it on more than one occasion. Right. Um, it, it, the situation I was in, if someone had been... In debt, in the situation I had been in, you you would have had to go bankrupt through it, mm-hmm. through that particular property, because you can't get people out. They do damage. They aren't held responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And I know of I know of more than one. And the the city's constable gets involved, and his hands are tied. It's just it's a very tough situation, and they aren't going by, as in the police aren't going by, and the justice system aren't going by the actual law because they don't have enough people involved to do so, is what I was told. Interesting. So, I mean, this, this is, is something where you know, nobody here is stupid involved. Everybody knows it, but we, it trickles right down to, I hate to say, even to the, the police and everybody, judges, everybody involved. They got used to not working, and they aren't going to work as hard anymore. No one is. Hmm. I, I hope the mayor recognizes this when you're talking about the police force and the right. fire department. Right. You have to have everything covered at all times, because no one's going to do anything on their own for free anymore. No one's going to do overtime unless it benefits them that they want to, and no one's ever going to miss a, a wink of sleep over something that isn't concerning them because they've been handed the opportunity to work that way. And it, it, it's really awful. Even as far as I had my soda machine broken into for the last time, hmm. and I, I had it on film, and I put it on Facebook, called the people out or anything. Right. Police told me our advice is, you know, get rid of that soda machine. <laughs> Yeah, you know nothing they could do. Don't, they're, they're not going to chase anyone down. Not going to do anything. Right. Knew who it was. Yeah, I knew who the guy is. But he says, uh, you know, we'll go find him. But you know right. what's going to happen is we're going to read him the riot act, and he's going to say, but you're not doing anything. We're going to say correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet, then the yeah. last time, the, yeah. the last time that happened, the beats it all. They're all legally wearing masks. 
because we had this stupid mask thing going on. <laughs> this is the only world you're going to ever think of that would be so stupid to say you can never stop anyone from wearing a mask in a bank ever again. Right. There is a law, in the, a federal law now, that you can never forbid someone to wear a mask. This is just craziness. No. This is just the out world of change. So the- I hope some things do get blown up. No, no, no police in particular, no DA in particular, but just the, the justice system, when I went through it, part of it is they aren't willing to put in the extra time. They don't have the people to do it. And if you try to get the people that can legally evict someone for you, you can't do it. You should be able to call the police station. You get on a list, and this says how many days it's going to be, but it's an unknown answer because there's unknown people to do it. Right, right. There's a limited amount. And right. the constable can only do a limited amount. He can't really go outside the city or it's not going to be legal. There's just a whole lot of things that are, that right. are, that are foggy in there that should be brought to attention, gotcha. should be held to a note, right. and should have to get more people in there. And, and I love what you but said. Hey, yeah. and, and this is more important than the golf course, according to Lefty. Go! It, it is 100%. <laughs> but, hey, I haven't read anything on Clips Facebook, but I'll look at that when I All get right. home. All right, sounds good. That i got to go. Said, I'm going to let you go so you can get your break because I don't want to talk go. over my, uh, my four-minute limit. Yeah, Bye-bye. Yeah. Actually, he's right. We did three minutes and seven seconds. We got to go. Uh, we'll be back. You've been hearing about Harris's contracting, and now you're Rupal, who always call you back. All right, we're back, and uh, about eight minutes be- uh, before the hour. So, a well-known businessman and landlord was uh, listening to that discussion, and just want to give a little feedback based on his opinion uh, from that last phone call. Um, apparently, based on what. This person is saying, our, our district attorney, Christina Mills, said uh, you have to prove who did the damage. All right. Well, typically it's the person who lives there. or they're, They should be liable whether they did it or not if their cousin came over and did it. Uh, he goes on to say, though they have a tenant who signed a lease, who's to say they are the same people who did that? Okay, there you go. He answered my own question. It's very difficult to enforce. But then he goes on to say these landlords need to do a better job interviewing and background checking their tenants. Well, that's a tall order. And by the way, you could, you could, you know, you could think you can get like uh, Michael Keaton. Remember that that crappy movie he made about uh, some something? It was a bad movie. I, and Michael Keaton is just a bad, a bad, bad guy. <laughs> uh, and it was, I hate movies where, you know, people, you know, want to, you know, they're a couple and they buy a home in San Francisco. And uh, there's a person of color that was supposed to rent it, but there's, oh, no, we got somebody, you know, there was some message there. So Michael Keaton shows up in an Armani suit, but he doesn't have money to put down then. Then he's a living nightmare. Now, that's, that's Hollywood. But reality is you don't know what you're getting. You could vet them all you want. I mean, you could Google people, you know, you could, you, you, you know, like, but people don't do that enough. I bet your landlords do it now. Go on, uh, go on Google and check people out. You know, you're not going to find great things about, you know, you'll find things even about me. Like, oh, Glenn's got a hot, he's a hothead. He's like Sonny Corleone. He liked my idea, didn't he, Tom? Uh, so it's not forgiving. But you could find out about people. You could find out about someone that's going to be our superintendent to discover on his Facebook page that he hates Republicans. He wears, he, wear, he wears his politics on his sleeve. Somehow or other, the board members didn't see those things. But they're going to give him $190,000 anyway. That's unrelated. Sorry, I figured I'd throw it out there. So it's tough to determine who is who. And if you're, you know, if you're a landlord and you're not a slumlord, and most people, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, did I say Michael Douglas? Did I say Michael Douglas? Sorry. Michael Keaton. Sorry. Boy, people really jump on me when I make a mistake, but that's good. Michael Keaton, not Douglas. And the movie was Pacific Heights already 33 years ago, 1990. Wow. 
It's incredible. So that's a difficult, that's a tall order to know who you're renting to. It really is. And by the way, if you've noticed, uh, there's a lot of empty houses out there, too. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing, Glenn? What's happening? Hey, what this whole thing boils down to is that you have a contract with your tenant, mm-hmm. and it turns into a civil matter. Law enforcement can't get into it. If you really want to do something about it, yeah. get a hold of Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy? Oh, Kathy Hochul? That's not going to happen. Who's going to yeah. do that? Who's going to do that? Change, she can change the law. Yeah, well, that's a tall order in itself. You got to pay a lot of money just to even get a face to face with the governor of New exactly. York State. I I remember when I was working, a guy cut the uh, yeah team registers mm-hmm. in half. Hmm. There was nothing we could do. So uh, let me. I got, I got very little time left in today's show, but the man was the man was frustrated. And when he says that Christina had a smug look in her face along with the detective there, I don't think that's a good characterization. I really think their hands are tied behind their back. Would you agree with that? They are tied because you have a contract with that person. This now becomes a civil matter. What should we do? I mean, you said to talk to Kathy Hoka. That's not going to happen. Like I said, talk to... So, who would want to be a landlord, especially in this town, knowing that yeah, when... No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I pre- this is the ordinance, guys. I worked so in that business, and I go, why do you want to be a landlord? True. Hmm. I, I, for the love you of... you got to be yeah. out your mind. Yeah, because you're going to lose money. Eventually, that one... You know, you can own multiple units and have one person put you into bankruptcy. Well, look at 651. What's 651. Uh, factory. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Big blue. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was a debacle. Yeah, it was. But now it's seven hundred dollars okay. a month, which of course the state and/or county's paying for, and they fix it up. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be a death trap in there one day. But something tells me it's going to get it's going to start to deteriorate because it's not, it's not going to stay nice. No, of course long. not. No, of course People not. People don't care. Exactly. Exactly. I had one over on Olive Street. Mm-hmm. Had seven mailboxes. She said we're collecting mail for seven people. Okay. No, the guy took and was getting one hundred and forty or four hundred and ten dollars per room for seven people. Wow. Basically, what he had was a bedroom, right, and one bathroom. Okay, a shared bathroom. And he was charging that amount of money. Taking the county for everything at all. Isn't that something? And putting minimal amount of investment into a capital, into the building, I'm assuming. Yeah, it should have been a two-family home. Oh, I see. Not yeah. a seven-family home. Wow, that's amazing. That's abuse of power right there. Why, why can't people go in there like Child Protective Services and do something about it, in your opinion? Well, no, Coach did. All right, Coach did. Okay. Codes went in and took care of it. All right, but for the most part, is that something that people are currently doing and abuse the system that way? Is that an example? Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Listen, I got to go. I got to do one more call, but I appreciate you, as always, Ordinance Guy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. I'm have a good gonna, one. Yeah, you too. I'm going to teach you one more call. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hey, Glenn, one thing everybody keeps missing on, though. Yeah. The reason why they're not enforcing it or doing anything about it mm-hmm. is because they're not making any money for themselves off of it. Oh, but aren't we supposed to serve and protect? The, the, I mean, the just the like. The state's not making any money if they do it or take time to do it. Right. The county's not making any money, and the city's not. So why are they going to stand up for people mm-hmm. when they're not going to make any money off of it? So this is like turn- I quit renting my yeah. apartment out yeah. after, shortly after I moved back up here. Real, all right, where do you live now? Brownville. 
Okay, gotcha. So you're frustrated. You don't want. You wouldn't want to be a landlord anymore in this environment. Is that what you're saying? Nope. I quit a long time ago. Isn't that because of because of this? Because of the abuse of tenants no, that right do their before, own. Before the last tenant I had up there I had problems with. Right. And I said I'm done. So I, and I won't run it out again. My I, I, just up there. Are you happy you got out of it? when when you did? Yep. Right, I'm sure you did. Because I, I would hate to think what these other ones are going through with COVID I, and all that. I feel their pain. But man, I'm glad I never rented that out again. <laughs> well, you did the right thing, and I'm glad you did. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. I mentioned Michael Douglas by accident, as opposed to Michael Keaton, and he was in a movie called Falling Down. It wasn't a very good movie, but he just, you know, it's one of those crazy movies that could never be made today, by the way. A white guy, you know, you know ganging up on people in the hood. Not happening. Uh, but, you, you know, that's what, if I'm a landlord, I'm feeling like that guy. Like, I'm going to be real frustrated. AM 1240 WHN, what a time makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington.